1: In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
0: Play for free at Luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses
1: are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Everybody, listen carefully.
2: You're listening to the S Eater Hit on the Mobound Show. Fueled by Fleetway Market. Fuel up your car
1: and cooler at Fleetway this football season. Let's go!
3: I want to say good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. I am your host, Bo Bounds, and we are celebrating the life of the All-American linebacker at Mississippi State, Johnny Cooks, from Leland, Mississippi, to MSU, to the NFL. And uh, as a kid, um, I got to watch Johnny Cooks play both at Veterans Memorial Stadium and in Starkville. And, of course, I was at the game at seven years old when MSU beat Bama 6-3. to I went to all those games in 80 and and 81. And then, of course, Johnny would go on to be the number two pick in the first round of the NFL draft. He is a legend in the circles of Mississippi State uh, royalty and, of course, in the state of Mississippi. He's a Hall of Famer, Mississippi Sports Hall of Fame. Uh, Mississippi State Hall of Fame, uh, you could see him around, uh, boy in the Golden Triangle area, um, game days and other times of the year. We just had someone say that he was their uh, fraternity advisor in the nineties. One of our listeners texted in, so that's cool too. Uh, so this morning, um, at, well, last night and this morning, I'm, I'm looking for some people to uh, to share stories of Johnny Cooks and. Uh, somebody posted on Gene's page this remarkable story, athletic trainer, on how he became Johnny Cook's, uh roommate in college. And I thought, okay, this would be an amazing story as we celebrate the life of Johnny Cook's. And Mike McCullough joins us on the Out of Bounds show in the Farm Bureau Insurance Guest Line. And Mike, thank you so much for for taking some time today. I know it's uh, it's a tough day for you.
2: Yeah, it's, it's even though he'd been sick a while, it's quite a shock.
3: Well, so share the story. Your, your your post was amazing, but share share the story on how you you met Johnny Cooks, and then how you would eventually become his roommate at Mississippi State.
2: Well, I was a freshman student trainer in the fall of 1978. That'd have been Johnny's sophomore year, and uh, and during those three weeks before school started you know all the trainers and managers got to, to stay in the athletic dorm but when all the other sports would return for school then there was no guarantee we could get to stay and so I was one of the ones that got bumped and had to move to old Hamlin Hall and um so when when classes started Johnny and I uh, happened to be in the same English class and uh one of our assignments was a research paper and Johnny had not done one in, in my high school background I had done a couple And so he started asking me for help. So after practice and supper, uh, I would go up to his room and his roommate had had quit during two a days. And um, so I'd help him work. We got to know each other a little bit. And then just he found out I wasn't living in the athletic dorm. And so um, one night he just said, hey, you want a room with me? And it kind of caught me off guard just because of the situation, uh, the the black-white situation. And I didn't know if he was. Kidding or being serious, and how my parents would react, and 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 so you know he he's like you know you wouldn't want to room with me, and he's like no I would, but you know are you really serious? And he said yes. And I didn't know the process of how to go about with that, but um, by the next day he told me he had it worked out, and, and I could I could room with him. And so a couple of days later, I, he helps me move my stuff from Hamlin to MacArthur, and and for the next four years we were roommates.
3: That is incredible. So, and so you're an athletic trainer and he's a star football player and y'all hit it off. Uh, So what was it like? I mean, what was it like to cultivate this relationship with, you know, a future All-American and first round pick uh, in the NFL draft, Johnny Cooks?
2: I mean, it was an experience because, I mean, our, our personalities were completely opposite. Like, that, he's the football star. I'm the, uh, the little trainer, shy, naive. Um, he was a very intimidating, overwhelming personality. But, I, you know, with, I guess maybe opposites attract or odd couples or whatever. But, you know, we learned to, to love each other and to be there for each other. He referred to me as his personal trainer, and <laughs> I referred to him as my personal bodyguard.
3: That is so good. That is so good. Now, tell, all right, tell me again. He would. This was going into his sophomore year. Your freshman year is that correct? When y'all eventually lived in MacArthur?
2: Yeah, yeah. He was one year older than me, but you know, he tore his knee up uh, his the beginning of his his third year, and um, so you know, he got redshirted.
3: Okay, and, and you know, guys didn't really bounce. I mean, it's pretty remarkable, isn't it, Mike? That Johnny Cooks was able to bounce back. From a uh, from an injury like that, and become an all American and an NFL player because that didn't happen that often back then.
2: It is, and just the, the technology of the surgeries back then. You know, back then you would have the surgery even if you had like a torn cartilage. You know, they had they there was no uh, arthroscopic or anything like that, and they had to go in and you were in a cast for eight weeks. And so, I mean, you were really behind the eight ball. A lot of guys didn't come back. Uh, to full speed from there, and Johnny actually went through. You know, he he had a really tough year because it was the opening game when he uh, hurt his knee, and um and in that spring practice of that 1980 season, you know he didn't he wasn't starting there at the beginning, and he really went through a almost kind of a, a depression type thing, but he kept working. And by mid he was the head of the defense, and of course, you know that nineteen eighty season was magical, and and then he he really took off from there.
3: Now, did Pete? How we're visiting with Mike McCullough, uh, Johnny Cook's roommate in college, and he joins us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. Prior to the injury, Mike did did everybody know how good he was, or was he just kind of, you know? coming along and emerging as the talent that we knew of him, you know, his junior and senior year,
1: how, how did, how did that work?
2: Well, at the end of his sophomore year, I think it was all SEC, maybe second team. So, I mean, he was highly regarded. Okay. And, and when he, when he hurt his knee, it was at the very end of that game we we're playing Memphis state in Jackson. And he had, I mean, like 15 tackles. And I mean, he was going to have a great season that year. Okay. Did you work
3: with the foot? Were you an athletic trainer for the football team or another sport?
2: No, everybody did football, and then we we would do other sports as well, but everybody did football, so that was our main responsibility.
3: Okay, what was it like in 1980 as that team got smoked by Southern Miss and then turned it around and hit their stride? What was that like to, to be a part of it and, and see it from uh, part of the staff side?
2: oh it was it was phenomenal because, like you said, after that southern Mississippi game, I think everybody was kind of doubting themselves a little bit, and then we started putting together I think we beat Miami and then auburn and and i and i it was kind of interesting because you know Coach Villard, who invented the wishbone, you know I remember that that early in week in practice he he told us we were going to beat Alabama that week because he knew how to stop the wishbone, and so just the way he did that, I think. He knew that we had the team
3: to do it, and the team believed that, and it came true. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics.
1: Laundry? Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire? Huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Yeah, I tell you what. I was I was seven years old. It was it. It rocked the world of college football, Mike. I'm sure you remember this. I mean, they were, Alabama was on a 28 game winning streak and was back to back national champions. I mean, it's one of the biggest wins in the history of the state, regardless of level.
2: And you know what was fun was we had uh, we were had an open date that next Saturday after the Alabama game, which was fortunate because I don't know if we would be <laughs> able to play a game. But on our way back from Jackson, of course, we, you know had the charter buses and. um it was it was basically every small town we went through it was a parade. They were lining the streets waiting for us to come through and then when we get by the time we got back to campus, there was I don't know, thousands of people at the athletic dorm as the bus were letting out. It was it was crazy. But you know, an experience I'll never forget.
3: I bet. Uh, I bet that celebration was for the next couple of days was uh, pretty darn fun for a however old you were, nineteen or twenty year old.
2: Oh yes, and like I said, it, it was it was good. We did not play a game that next week because I don't think we would have played very well.
3: <laughs> We're visiting with Mike McCullough, athletic trainer at Mississippi State, and uh, Johnny Cooks's uh, roommate in college. Unbelievable how that that played out. And it, was it? I guess in the moment you just became friends and roommates, but later on, did you go, "Wow, I, be- I was I was roommates with a superstar." Did you kind of? lived that while you were his roommate mike
2: well you know his senior year when he uh began getting all the accolades of course you know this is back when there was no cell phones and you know we had a public you know uh, phone in the dorm so everybody had access to our phone number and so basically i became his secretary <laughs> and you know i learned to, to answer his phone because because he was getting calls from reporters and agents and fans and, and, you know, um, groupies and everything else. And so I tried to shield all that from him. So it was, I mean, looking back, you know, you didn't really know it at the time, but it, it was, it was quite an experience that I guess a lot of, a lot of people in my position didn't get to go through. But, um, you know espn was was very new in the day and i believe that 1982 draft was the first one they televised and um and so of course it wasn't a spectacle and, and they didn't invite the players to go to new york or anything but i remember he, johnny invited me after that uh after the season was over you know he had gotten some money from from his agent and so he, he had uh, rented a little house and so he invited me to join his family to watch the draft back then, I think it started you know early in the morning, and so we're sitting there, and uh, we knew who was going to go first, but he didn't know if the Colts were going to take him at the second pick or if he was going to go later on. And it was just kind of neat to watch the TV after that first guy was taken, and then a few minutes later the phone rings, and it was the Baltimore Colts head coach saying that they were going to select him, and then all of a sudden you hear it over the TV, and it, it was it was it was a lot of fun memories.
3: Yeah. All right. So you were with him? Were y'all in Starkville or Leland when he was drafted?
2: No, Starkville. He had rented a house after Christmas, after the, the, that eighty-one season was over, uh, just so he can have some, some privacy and, and things. And so he invited me to come over with with his family to to watch the draft on TV.
3: That is cool. What? Um, that's really cool, actually. Uh, yeah, because you're right. Mel Kuyper Jr. was just, you know, we didn't even know what was going on and how big the NFL draft would become and ESPN's putting it on TV and uh, it's wild, wild, wild. Um, so what year did you graduate from Mississippi State, Mike?
2: 1982.
3: Okay. All right. So you you left the same year that, that Cooks did. Um, where are you from? Where did you grow up, Mike?
2: Dyersburg, Tennessee.
3: Okay. And you live there now?
2: Yeah, I just I came back to to be the athletic trainer for Dyersburg High School and then, you know, I just I taught and coached.
3: Oh, that's great. Okay. Um have you made it back to to well any in the last 30 40 years?
2: Yes, I would come back from time to time. I got a daughter that's going to be a senior there this
3: Oh, that's fantastic. That's great. Um we're gonna have John Bond on the show at at nine fifteen. We're going to, and um, do you look back on those? I mean, all those guys that went to the NFL: Keys, Collins, Cooks, Hull, Haddocks, Pretty remarkable how many of those guys um, either spent some time or a lot of time in the NFL, Mike.
2: Yeah, I don't know if we really appreciated the time, but, of course, you know, Johnny and then Glenn Collins were first-round draft picks just from that year, and I think Michael Haddix was a first-round draft pick in the next draft, and then Marty McDowell, I think, had been a second-round draft pick the year before. So we we had a really good run, a lot of talent, and a lot of great guys. They, they, were, they were a lot of fun to be around.
3: Yeah, no doubt. Mike McCullough on the Out of Bounds Show. Mike, thanks for sharing uh, the story of you and Johnny Cook's Becoming Roommates, and uh, we really, really appreciate it. Thanks for getting back to me uh, so quick this morning, and I uh, hope you have a, a, a good weekend. I know it's been a, a tough couple of days, but thank you for allowing us to uh, celebrate your friend and roommate, Johnny Cooks.
2: Well, thank you both,
3: and you have a great day too. Mike McCullough, uh, athletic trainer at Mississippi State, who uh, by happenstance becomes Johnny Cooks's roommate, and uh, and the rest is history. Wonderful stories there from Mike. He joined us on the Farm Bureau Insurance guest line. You can uh, bundle your car and home and save with your local Farm Bureau
1: Insurance agent. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com.
2: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
2: Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
3: Want to say good morning. Welcome in. We'll reset here. This is the Out of Bounds Show, 105.9 The Zone ESPN. It looks like we'll have uh, John Bond on a little bit later in the show, who, uh, again, another friend and teammate of Johnny Cook's. The texts are coming in on the Ag Up Equipment text line on where you watch Johnny Cook's play, what game you remember. And uh, we didn't get as many NFL games, Jason and Alex. Just crazy, you know. Y'all get everything; we get everything now. Really, the only thing y'all know is getting all the games, both on our TVs and on our phones. And you know, the NFL was big, but you only got a couple of games. And um, you know, we got the Saints, but they were crappy. And but you wanted back then, you wanted the 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 Forty Niners. I'm talking about the 80s when, when Cooks is playing in the NFL. Uh, yeah, in the NFL. And so you wanted this was the NFC was kind of on a run. You wanted to pull the Cowboys were just at the end of their run with Landry. Stallback was gone. They couldn't really find their deal in the mojo in the in the 80s. So it was. The San Francisco 49ers with Montana and eventually Rice. It was the Washington Redskins with Joe Gibbs and Theismann and Riggins and that that defense and the Hogs. Uh, A couple years later, it would be the Chicago Bears with Ditka, but really Buddy Ryan in that 46 defense, and then Walter Payton at the running back position, who's from here, and played it from Columbia, Mississippi, and played at Jackson State. And people put him in as the best or, you know, top five-ish running back of of all time. And then Parcells would emerge in the late 80s, 87 maybe, he grabbed his first one, and then 91, I think he got another one, somewhere in there, or 89 and 91. But anyway, but, Jay, um... AFC was Jason, they just couldn't get so it was the Broncos and the Browns. Raiders won one early, but the NFC dominated in the in the eighties. So Flores and Plunkett beat the Eagles sometime in like eighty one, eighty two. And then from there, man, it was uh You know, Dan Marino and the Dolphins went and lost. Um, And there were some other uh, AFC teams. Obviously, the 49ers would not... Montana was 4-0. And nobody lets you forget that Montana and and Jordan didn't win a... I'm sorry, didn't lose a a Super Bowl or a a Finals series. Um, You know, Gibbs would drop a couple. uh, Parcells and... So that's that's how it looked there in the in the '80s. NFC totally totally dominated. Kind of going in a different direction here, right now. We'll see what happens with uh, the Chiefs, Bills, Bengals, maybe another team on the on the AFC side. But of course, the Chiefs went in this this past year. We're live in the Bank Plus Studio. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9, The Zone. We're streaming live for you on the Out of Bounds radio app and thezone1059.com. We're going to uh, switch gears here. Mississippi Braves are in town. Let's give away four tickets to the M Braves. You can go today, tomorrow, or Sunday. Today, tomorrow, or Sunday to the Braves. Just text BRAVES to the Up equipment text line 601 601- 885-3776. 885-3776. And we'll give away four pairs of tickets to the Braves games this weekend. Friday, you get to pick Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Now, we put together a um, an out-of-bounds dive bar gift kit and basket. We've got Russell's Reserve, Tito's and Patron barware and it's really nice so we need to know what your favorite dive bar is wherever you're listening or wherever you go to go to your dive bar i mean that's americana that's cheeseburgers po boys cold beer you know that that's an that's an ice cold natty light and a cheeseburger with bacon and all the good fixings and some amazing French fries or fried pickles or onion rings. Whatever it is you like to pair and marry with your sandwich or po' boy. It's an amazing shrimp po' boy. Tacky Jack's is another dive bar. Ooh. Bay Area, Orange Beach. I yeah. haven't been in forever. We used to go all the time in the 90s. Late 90s, early 2000s. And that's where we would rent jet skis. Oh, um, hmm. For you know me and my son and daughter when they were little and just roam around the back bay, give Wendy some time at a time when they were tiny, and they thought that was the coolest thing in the world, you know, getting on a jet ski and roaming around Ono. I mean, (laughs) just on a lazy afternoon. Um, But, yeah, text in dive bar and where it is and maybe even something about it. That's how you enter. And we've put together a one, I mean, we've got $100 worth of merch. Bar merch and swag from our awesome partners, Patron Tequila, Tito's Vodka, and uh, a little wild turkey slash Russell slash Long Branch back there, okay, for your bar. Your favorite dive bar and why and where it is on the text line, 601-885-3776, 885-3776. And I see the Braves people are coming in. And we'll give away some more tickets in the third hour of the show. I agree with Brad Cherokee Cherokee on state street and the Dutch bar. I've been to both a million times, both great places. Yeah. Now Cherokee had better food. I know the Dutch bar had pigs in a blanket and some other things. And I did eat lunch at the Dutch bar, but, uh, Cherokee had some, some amazing food there on state street. You wondered how that, building stayed up right and then they moved it over to Lafleur's and it was still a ton of fun for for years I wish it was still there um what do we have here the dungeon in the French Quarter I don't know it opens at midnight enough said (laughs) I love that okay you know I got another one earlier Let me look at this. Um, There was one in New Orleans for, because Surf Bar was on this list too, out of Folly Beach as far as great dive bars. Where is it? Here we go. Out of Bounds, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. Oh, well, I've been to the Griffin in Charleston, South Carolina. It's a great it's 0.01%. it's it's in the goat category.
2: <laughs>
3: it is. how so? um it, it's downtown charleston. okay. it's right off one of the little i can maybe off king street. little cobblestone street there's so many amazing restaurants lined there. and uh it just screams kind of irish dive bar in charleston south carolina. And if you go in there, you'll see somebody. About five out of ten times, you'll see somebody famous, including Bill Murray, wow. who likes to who for years liked to belly up at the bar. Here's one Porta Call, in New Orleans, um, French Quarter dive, known for its burger, and they probably says it, say it's the best one in the city, and uh, have one with a a Neptune Monsoon. I have not had that, but I'm sure plenty of people have good morning welcome in out of bounds espn 105.9 the zone brought to you by highball lanes and their catfish reuben for lunch at highball lanes in fondren